This is the Cultivating Compassion 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 Podcast. In January of 2018, RLCF started a program called The Exchange. It was born out of a desire to unite nonprofit professionals throughout the region. The Exchange offers educational opportunities, grant resources, and collaborative ventures to nonprofit members serving North Louisiana. Most recently, we launched the Exchange Impact Grant Cycle. Impact grants are small grants given to members for the purpose of development. Join me as I interview Janet Wilson, Director of Resource Development for Boys and Girls Clubs of North Louisiana, a recent recipient of one of our first impact grants. Well, good deal. Um, Today we're joined by Janet Wilson, who's the Director of Resource Development for the Boys and Girls Club of North Louisiana. Um, Hey, Janet. Hey, Dylan. Um, We're so glad to have you um, and just excited that you're here with us um, today. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, good deal. Um, We've known Janet for several years now. Janet was one of our very earliest supporters um, when we started our work with The Exchange. And so we're, we're excited to have Janet here to just kind of give us an overview of what the exchange has done in our community and, and, and how it's really impacted her life and her work um, with Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good deal. So we'll start with saying, um, I know that you moved from teaching um, and, and being in private business to becoming the director of resource development at the Boys and Girls Club. So can you tell me more about what motivated that shift from this private sector to the nonprofit sector? Sure. Um, well, you know, I'm quite a bit older than you. So <laughs> through my um, awesome life, I am so blessed and I've just had such a um, wonderful, lots of wonderful experiences, you know, having different kinds of jobs and positions. Um, I love children and I loved teaching so much. I did that for eight years before I had children and then after my children went to school. Um, But just to be really honest with you, being tied in a classroom did not work well with my personality. It just wasn't a good fit for me. But it was really difficult to leave that position because I do love children so much. Um, So after I left that position, I uh, started, I got involved in building a direct sales business from home. Um, I was really successful financially with that, and I loved uh, working with other women, uh, going into homes. It was it was fulfilling, and I liked it, but I remember one day having this feeling that how am I changing the world selling lipstick? And it was like this pit just hit in my heart, and I was like, I don't think I'm making a difference in the world. Like, I might be making a difference in some faces, but, you, you know, you and I know that is just not what really matters like you know it's what's inside us and it's what we do with from within our souls you know that really matter and so um it just wasn't a good fit for me and um I had I just longed to be able to help children um but not being in that uh classroom so uh from that in December of 2008 I was approached by a dear friend who thought that she had found the per- perfect career move for me. Um it was a place where I could use my gifts of sale to help raise money for children that really needed help. Like these were kids that you know it wasn't just any kid. It was some kids who truly needed to be helped. And um, I'm so happy to tell you that I just celebrated my 11th year at the Boys and Girls Club. 
um, and God willing, I plan to work here until I retire. And I've had some people ask me when I'm going to retire, and I just laugh because I'm like, okay, I don't know how old you think I am, but I really love what I do, and I have no intentions of retiring yeah. for a really long time. So that's kind of how it happened. Yeah. Well, congratulations on your 11th year. Thanks. Um, that's very exciting. Um, and we're, we're so grateful to have you in our community. Oh, thank you. Um, Janet has been one of our biggest champions um, since the beginning of our work with the exchange and has been with us. Uh, I think Boys and Girls Club was one of our first members signed up after a conversation we had in December of 2017 um, about starting this work. And Janet has been with us uh, since the beginning. Um, you've really... Uh, done a lot to step in and be a part of this community um, and, and make a difference. And so uh, we're grateful for that. Thank you. So what does community engagement look like with the Boys and Girls Club in the sense that um, the Boys and Girls Club is engaging with the community? Okay. Okay. The Boys and Girls Club. Okay. So Dylan, in my opinion, you know, we bring a lot to the table. The Boys and Girls Club brings a lot to the table. The Boys and Girls Club serves 823 children at five different locations. Um, we serve 1,700 other youth, meaning like when we have events, um, different special, you know, special things where they're not our members. So other members serve, we consider that to be, I mean, other youth served they're not our members, but we're serving 1,700 other children besides the 823 that we serve on a daily basis. So I believe that we're serving our community by providing children and their families a safe, positive place to go after school. Um, the funniest thing to me is when we have a parent come to pick up a child and the child cries. No, I don't want to go home yet. I'm not done, especially if they're involved in something super fun. And honestly, most of these parents do not pick their kids up until after power hour so that their homework is done, which I would do the same thing if I was a parent <laughs> of a BGC kid. So in the summer, we provide care for these children from 730 in the morning till 530 at night. Um, these families are hardworking people who love their children and they want the best for them. They don't want their children to go home alone and not be supervised. So in my opinion, we're changing lives at the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, these children are fed a meal. Uh, they're sent home with a snack every day. They spend an hour doing homework. If they finish their homework, they uh, get to read. Uh, if they're having trouble with reading, they get help with reading. If they're having trouble with spelling, they get their spelling words called out 29 times. Like, it cracks me up when I go to the back to watch some of this, you know, periodically. And I do it every time I wonder why I'm here. I just go in the back, meaning that my office is in the front. I go in the back and I see what we really are providing for kids. And it makes me want to go back and keep on going in the front. Um, but they also... Um, get to play in the gym, they get to do art, they get to go in the computer lab. There's so many fun things for them. So I believe that we're providing, again, a safe, positive place for kids where we are helping them become productive members of society, which is our mission. Like that is what we want the most is for the members that come there to really, um, for their lives to be so impacted that they will really be a productive member of society. So another thing that we do, I believe, that has been super helpful with um, 
helping our community is we provide, like right now we have 53 uh, college students from Gramlin and uh, Tech that are working at the Boys and Girls Club. So we provide some great opportunity for college kids and so many of our um, students. It is wonderful to see they are working on in different fields with children. So whether they're in some form of recreation uh, or whether they're becoming classroom teachers, like they, I watch them, the work that they do again in the back with the kids, they set up this, like they'll have their storyboard going. Like they will do the things that they're learning at their university yeah. and they'll come over and do it with our kids. And so I believe we're providing our community some great hands-on opportunity to teach, to allow these students who are learning to be teachers or other, you know, child kind of professions uh, to have something where they have hands-on, you know, experience with our kids, which helps us and them. So I love that. Um, another thing, every member, uh, I think this is really unusual. And I, I remember when El Dante, he's our, El Dante Osborne, you know, our uh, CEO at the Boys and Girls Club, he had this idea many years ago, shortly after I started working there, he said, hey, um, Next year, I want y'all to decide what nonprofit or civic organization that you want to serve in. And we were all kind of looking at him like, I was like, uh, in my mind, just to be honest, I'm like, uh, hello, I believe I'm serving right here at the Boys and Girls Club. Because, you know, in nonprofit, you don't make a great deal of money. So a lot of what yeah. you do, you know, is volunteer service. Yeah. Because you're not getting paid for all the hours yeah. that you give. But he said, and we all kind of looked at him and I'm like, are you really serious? And he said, yes, I'm dead serious. I need y'all to put it on your development plan. Commit to it and put it on your development plan. And, you know, we're going to periodically discuss this. And I was like, okay, this is, I mean, and then I'm like, so you want us to do this after work? And he goes, no. You go whenever the meeting is being held or, you know, it's fine. Like, you work it into your day. Or if it's a nighttime meeting, it wasn't like he was asking us to do extra. He was saying, it's important to me that every one of us volunteer. He uh, was involved in Habitat for Humanity, mm -hmm. and he had been doing that for years. And he said, you're going to see how connected you get in the community when you stay, you know, when you're volunteering in other places. And I thought to myself, wow, like I did that before BGC. Like I was in junior auxiliary. I volunteered at Life Choices. I worked at DART. You know, I had done that. But for some reason, I thought, well, now that I'm working for a nonprofit, that's enough. And I'm, you know, in my yeah. mind. Yeah. And I was like, how would I ever have time to do more? So I really am grateful that he had that kind of attitude. And I can tell you that every one of the admin staff, we all are involved in serving in another nonprofit, um, in volunteering and or in a civic, you know, organization. And I think that that is, um, I just think it's a wonderful thing. And it really does help you just stay more connected and serve in the community that, you know, that we need to be serving in. Um, our children are also encouraged to volunteer and to give back. Uh, one of my favorite things that we do in the summer is to have Christmas in July, and our children either collect toys or they make things. Um, they have to do, they do something different every summer, but they have to do something to give back to others. And it is hilarious with the little ones, the five, six, seven-year-olds, when they'll say, wait, I want a present because whatever they do, you know, we're wrapping and we're giving and wait, wait, what am I going to get? And we say over and over, um, this is not about what we get. 
we are giving that for this season. This is get Christmas in July for other people, not for us. And even when I, I remember this lady who said, well, I just want to do something for them. We're like, no, they get plenty done for them. This is about them learning to give back. Get back. So I really <laughs> love that. They go to the nursing home and uh, do door hangers and sing, you know, at the nursing homes and stuff like that. Um, our teens, Mr. Uh, Mr. Jeff Miller is the director of teen services and he does a phenomenal job with this. Like Jeff has a heart of service. He has a heart of gold. And he is just determined that his teenagers will serve. And not only serve, but they're going to have a smile on their face and a happy heart. And if they don't, Mr. Jeff will take care of that real quick. <laughs> it is really precious to watch Jeff because he loves to serve and he's such a giver. They just follow right behind him. They love him. They respect him. And I watch him model it. And then those kids really follow, you know, follow him right down that service road. So some of the things they do every year, they go to um, the Townsend House and turn pumpkins for dart. And they'll do that several times. Um, you know, they've gone in the rain and turned the pumpkins. Like, I've, I've been so happy to see them serve even when the conditions aren't perfect or yeah. great. You know, they go to tech and um, work in the um, in a tailgate for Origin Bank. Sometimes they're serving food. Sometimes they're picking up trash. Sometimes they're putting away the tables and the chairs. But I've never seen them not smile, like, with a great attitude. Like, they are really learning um, to serve. They just got through collecting cans for CCA at the Super Bowl party. Um, they rang the bell for Salvation Army this past um, Christmas season. So I just see them, you know, really being encouraged. We want to teach our kids to have a philanthropic heart and to love others and care more about others than themselves. So we do really start that at a young age at the Boys and Girls Club. So in a sense, you're, you're cultivating compassion within, yes. within people. Yes, I believe that. Good, mm-hmm. good. Um, it's so interesting that you mention that uh, El Dante has asked you to serve in other nonprofits. You know, when we started the exchange, we really wanted to be in a place of um, introducing our nonprofit professionals in our community to each other. Um, because what we believe and what we say over and over again, I know our members get tired of me saying it, but we are so much better together than we are apart. Yes. We can, we can do so much more when we're together. Um, when we pool resources, when we pool funding, Mm -hmm. um, our impact spreads, uh, tenfold when we are working together as organizations. And, and what is so interesting about everything that you just said is all of the organizations that you just mentioned, not just Boys and Girls Club, but CCA and DART and all of these member organizations that are doing really good and beautiful work in our community, um, that is just as important to you as as your work at the Boys and Girls Club. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that really stands out in what you're saying. Um, So my next question that I would say is like, in what ways has the exchange impacted the Boys and Girls Club? Um, We started the exchange with the idea that we were really going to start um, collaborating um, and, and working together. And so I want to ask you, how is that work? How has our work really impacted your work mm-hmm. at the Boys and Girls Club? Okay. This is an easy question. Um, I'm going to try to talk about this without crying. But, you know, when I talk about this in our meetings, our monthly meetings, I get emotional because it really 
I'm so sincere when I say it has been a life changer for me. It's been a game changer. Like, I don't feel the same about all the other nonprofits that I once did. So I want to try to explain that. Um, From the first time that I came here, um, I felt this strong sense of community among the nonprofits. Like, the first meeting, as we all started talking, it was like, something magical happened. Like we really did all connect. It was amazing to me. I remember leaving here thinking, wow, like I've known some of those people personally, but I haven't known them in their nonprofit world. But wow, like walls came down and we just got real very quickly. And so for me, um, it was really good to meet people Um, Because, you know, I didn't know everybody sitting around the table, obviously, but people that are also working to better our community and hear all the positives they're doing, but also for us to share our needs and our hardships in our own nonprofit world. Um, I'm not really sure how to express this, but what I experienced before the exchange, and, you know, I've confessed this to you, I felt um, alone in in the world of resource development. Um, I felt like I was an island trying to keep the good work that we that I'd been asked to do, but not really knowing what the other nonprofits were doing. Um, and I confess that before the exchange, I was constantly having to keep my attitude in check concerning fears of where donors were giving and where will there be enough to go around for all of us. I know that God um, owns it all, and I knew. And I know that he would provide for his children, but for the sake of being transparent, I really did stress about how many nonprofits there were in our community, and I feared that there wasn't enough for it for all of us. Yeah. Um, and that that just continually haunted me, and I felt guilty about that. Um, I constantly prayed about that. I constantly confessed that to God and said, you know, I don't want to walk in fear. I I know you own it all. I know that there's enough. But it, it did feel, I felt very separated. So by getting uh, to know members at the exchange that represent other nonprofits, now I feel like I walk in so much more joy and freedom concerning all of us. Um, I love hearing about the work that's being done in every nonprofit. I love the way we've come together to support each other. Um, and it's actually very biblical. And it's funny what you said, because my thought was, you know, two cords are stronger together than one. And how many cords do we have at the exchange? Like, yeah. and so we have come together. We are stronger. And I think because of the exchange, we are better and we're doing our jobs better. We're making a difference. Um, when we feel supported and we feel understood and we can communicate with other people about that, then we leave here and just feel like, okay, we can do this another for another month, and then we'll come back in a month and throw it all out there again. It's almost like having a family meeting where you just get real with each other, and the good, the bad, and the ugly, it all comes out. I love that we are real here. We, we do not walk in with our little notebooks and saying, this is what we did this month. We have accomplished all of these wonderful things. No, that's not reality in nonprofit world. We say, oh, Lord, have mercy, y'all. This failed. What are we going to do? How are we going to make this better? Can anybody help me? I've been blown away at the help, the ideas, the suggestions, the prayers, the text, the phone calls, like just the support from my people. Like y'all are my people. It's just like I told you when I walked in here yesterday. Like this is my happy place. I love being here. I feel safe. I feel like... 
that I can be real. I can tell y'all the truth about what all is going on in the nonprofit world, in my nonprofit world, yeah. which is not always peaches and cream. It just isn't. And now I feel so much better about that because I found out it's not that for any of the nonprofit worlds. Like they're all, we all have struggles. I mean, you know, obviously we do. We all have struggles. And I just love now, though, that we come together and I just feel stronger and better. And I don't I don't think about um, is there enough like I pray as much for other nonprofits as I do for mine. I want them to succeed as much as I want BGC to succeed. I mean, I love the things that I have seen and learned about here that I didn't know about. There were so many nonprofits and different things that I didn't even know that were going on. And so it's so fun to be all together and just support each other. There is something that you you said that I, I want to touch on. I want to dispel the myth of scarcity. Mm-hmm. Scarcity is not it, it, it's not a reality. There exactly. is plenty to go to, to go around. Yes. Um, Nonprofits do not have to be in competition with one another. And exactly. and we want to, I, I would scream that from the rooftops, is that nonprofits do not and should not be in competition with each other. And I say amen and amen. <laughs> that is the truth, Dylan. Yeah. And really, if we are, if we are competing and we do think our nonprofit is the best, I would even go so far to say, you might want to check your heart if you're in the right thing. Like I would go that far because if you're that competitive and you think that your nonprofit is the grand all be all, then like something is wrong with that picture. Like you've got, if you don't have a heart of compassion, which is thinking of other people, Mm -hmm. then why are you in nonprofit world? You know, we're not a competitive business. This Mm -hmm. is not, you know, Thank the Lord. This is not corporate America. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I'll say is it it's so important that what you're saying about we are in a community of people that are fighting for one another. And that that is so amazing to me. And you rarely see that in, in groups where you've got someone who is so... Uh, I I am so concerned that the Boys and Girls Club is going to succeed just as much as I'm concerned as my organization is going to succeed. Yes. And I I want to see that success because I want to see our community thrive and Mm -hmm. be in a place of of nourishment Mm -hmm. to its its people. Exactly. Um, And and so it's so interesting that you say what you say about um, coming in here and and sharing in our successes and sharing in our failures Mm -hmm. because that's a part of being in a community. Exactly. Exactly. Good deal. So if you want to see some more information about all of our members um, of the exchange, you can go to our website, um, exchangenla.org. Um, we have a membership directory that just gives you information about our members, um, who they are, who the contact people are. Um, so that is a great resource for um, our community to, to be able to go and find those that information. Century Next Bank is proud to sponsor this episode of the Cultivating Compassion podcast. At Century Next Bank, we don't just do business in our communities. We invest in them. We are committed to serving you through the years to come, just as we have for over 100 years. We are your bank, your community, your family. Century Next Bank is a member FDIC equal housing lender. So really, you've probably answered this question, but uh, just... Have you seen a, a shift in the nonprofit community since the exchange has come into to being? 
and you yeah. probably answered that already. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think there's been a sh- Well, I'm telling you for sure there's been a shift in my heart, mm-hmm. and I would dare to think that other hearts have been shifted too <laughs> mm-hmm. because it just has been such a, um, a strong— like we have such a stronger community, in my opinion now, of nonprofits because of us all coming together. You know, when you sit around a table, bring your lunch, spend an hour and a half together— um, and just pour it all out there. And not only that, but all the amazing, the speakers that um, that we've heard and all the information that we've been given that support the nonprofits, like that has been a game changer, yeah. you know? Um, and I feel like we've, y'all, y'all have done a great job of just getting experts in, in different fields and even ask us, what do we need? What, how can we help you? So not only do we get to come and, um, share with each other, but we're getting new ideas, new information, and I feel like you really listen to us, the nonprofit world, to say what do y'all need, and then boom, the next month we get it, or shortly, you know, we we receive that, and so I feel like we've been very heard, and um, it it just really has been. I, I mean, I've said this to some people that are in nonprofit that are not a part of the exchange. And I'm going to say it again, if you don't mind. Um, if, if you're not, if you're a nonprofit in this area, and that's what, Lincoln Parish, Union Parish, Jackson Parish, you know, in our area, if you're a nonprofit and you're not a part of the exchange, then you are missing out big time. Like, I just want to say you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're not coming to the table. You're not getting all that is provided for you. And I feel like God really orchestrated this. I feel like he brought it all together. Um, and I feel like it's been handed to us in a, on a beautiful china plate. And I can't imagine why somebody would not sit down and partake of that. So if you're listening to this right now and you're not part of the exchange, like personally, I just want to say, um, if I hadn't already convinced you, call me, t- text me, because I could talk to you <laughs> yeah, more about this because yeah. I really do believe in it, and I would fight for this. Like, I want it to be here forever, and I want us to just continue to grow stronger together. So the last thing I'll ask you, um, because this is called the Cultivating Compassion Podcast, um, we want to ask you the question, um, give us your take on compassion. Uh, what do you identify compassion as? How would you define it? I, I, I pray that my views and my, um, my words don't offend anyone because that is never my heart. But, I mean, I'm sure you can already tell I, I am a believer in Christ. Um, and so I learned about compassion at church. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I read the Word of God often. And so the first place I went uh, when you mentioned that this was going to be on compassion is, I'm like, okay, I'm, I want to know, how do I feel about compassion? So Colossians 3.12 says that God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Um, if you are a believer in Christ, or if you're just trying to be a good person, like <laughs> compassion just has to be a part of your life. In my opinion, compassion is being aware of those that are suffering and less fortunate than myself. Um, and gosh, when I look around, I mean, that's everywhere. We, we, we can yeah. look around and see that. So I'm continually asking God to make me more compassionate and give me a heart for others. Um, uh, as bad as the storm was last April, 
It was a huge blessing to see the compassion of so many people in this community. Um, even outside of our, our community, they came together to help others in need. Yeah. And I know that um, I've heard people say it over and over, you know, that that really did make Ruston strong. But what I want to say is what my prayer is, is that Ruston will not just get strong for an event or for a horrific storm, but that we'll just grow stronger daily and that we'll um, see the people that need us most and that we'll come together um, as a community and really, really serve the people that need our compassion because there is so many that do. And I pray that, you know, we will together just be a stronger rest than we were in 2019. Janet, you are uh, one of the most encouraging people I've ever met. And, and I, I, will, I say that because um, anytime that we are, are doing our work, you are one of our biggest champions. You are one of the strongest voices of support. And I just want to say thank you for that. Um, that means so much to us. That means so much to me um, in, in doing this work. Um, you know, a lot of times this work um, can be thankless. It can be um, grueling. Um, like you said, nonprofit is not always peaches and cream. Mm -mm. And so I just want to say thank you. Um, thank you for coming today. Um, we oh, we so appreciate uh, having you on today and and just getting to hear a little bit about um, your passion and your mission um, and the things that you are so um, good at doing. Um, oh, thanks and, so much. Yeah. So uh, we appreciate you so much. Well, I appreciate y'all so much. And again, I'm just so honored that you invited me to come. And yeah. I pray that there'll be something that, you know, can encourage someone in their life because that is my heart. I, I truly do love encouraging people and I, I, I'm so thankful for all the encouragement y'all have given me and the way you've helped me and not just in my um, in my nonprofit work, but in my life. So I appreciate y'all so much. To learn more about The Exchange or the Boys and Girls Clubs of North Louisiana, we'll leave links to our websites in the episode description. And as always, thanks for listening. Thank you.